This is Wicket's World with Mike Wicket on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Happy Friday. Welcome back, Kira, after a an unplanned vacation. Glad to have you back. Kira had COVID. Kira, <laughs> I don't know if I'm legally allowed to say that without your, your express written permission, but uh, I am I was worried about you last week. I was aww. saddled with Dan, Danny Bush. <laughs> Around here, and everyone knows what that is like. That Danny. Danny Bishop, excuse me, Danny Bishop, not Danny Bush. Danny Bishop, completely different person. Uh, but are you feeling better? Are you are you okay now? Yes. Okay, good. I am okay. Good. Except, okay, you, if, if you have a second. <laughs> I got an hour. Uh, if, if you're out there and uh, you're one of many people who need a job, Please apply to the Des Moines International Airport because, my God, they need your help. <laughs> where, did you get? Where do, were you flying somewhere and picked up the bug? Um, I don't know. Okay. I don't know how I got it. It's whatever. All right, it is what it is. However, I flew. Wait, the Des Moines Airport was busy. No, here's the here's the thing. <laughs> I flew back and arrived in Des Moines at eleven o'clock ish at night. Okay. I got my luggage, Wicket, at one in the morning. You sat around for two hours waiting for luggage? I mean, oftentimes, uh-huh. I oftentimes get, when I fly back home to Des Moines, I'll often land, and by the time I get to baggage, which isn't that far, because the, the airport's this big, which is awesome, I'll often get there, and it's already gone through twice. Yep. It's already been, what happened? You have no idea. I mean, we who, don't. Why would you know? Well, <laughs> when we, uh, so this was about uh, when the first hour passed. We started <laughs> the just first the, hour. <laughs> we started looking for somebody. Yeah, there's no one yeah. at the southwest counter. No one. Okay. So we go over to the American and I think Allegiant Air counter, and they both of the nice gals working there were like. Yeah, we have called Southwest for you guys like 10 times and nobody is picking up. Jeez. Uh, so you got so. your bag finally at 1 a.m.? Mm-hmm. <sighs> 1 a.m. Rough. At least you got your bag. At I least, a, yes. I've had a there bag. Were some, oh, there were some people who were like, yeah, just ship it to my house. I've had a bag not make it home before. I yeah. flew back from, I knew we were in trouble. We were flying back from <laughs> wine country once, my wife and I. We walk into the Oakland airport. The the baggage, like, what is that? The carousel? Like, when you check your bag, you know, you, you give it to the people behind the counter and they put it on the conveyor belt and then it shoots back into who knows where, but it usually winds up on your plane. Yeah, those conveyor belts were broken. So, checking a bag in Oakland at that time, there was a person at the where you would normally be at the counter and they're like, where are you going? And I'm like, I was living in Kansas City at the time. We're like, Kansas City? All right. <laughs> and they set the bag down next to them, and that was it. And I'm like, that's it? They said, well, yeah, the conveyor belts aren't working. Uh, okay. Have a nice day. Bye. So we get home, and, you know, my wife and I, we get, go to get our bags, and my wife's car, my wife's bag is there. And then there's that really sinking feeling when they shut off the, the rotating baggage thing, oh. and you're just, you're standing there, and you're like. My bag hasn't come yet. But, guys, did you leave it on the plane? Did you? No, it was still. It eventually got there. I think it got stopped in Denver, oh, like the yeah. connecting flight from Denver. <laughs> but 
But it, I mean, eventually, I think it was United. They they drove it to my apartment, which was really nice. Oh. Yeah, they drove it to my place, which was great, and everything was fine. But maybe it's Denver that's the problem because I came from Denver too. Uh, ah. Those damn Coloradoans, Coloradoans, Coloradians, whatever they are. That could be. More on Colorado coming up, by the way, during the Hockey Minute. The most listened to minute of this entire show. Kira has the Hockey Minute for you as the biggest hockey fan here on ESPN Des Moines. So I come get ready back for that. after a week of being sick and this is how I'm treated this around here. I'm get, you get the Hockey Minute, you know. <laughs> Um, I am going to get to a bunch of the live tour stuff because I am somewhat fascinated by the live golf tour. I will talk about that coming up in just a bit, but I do want to start with some news from the National Football League about a former Green Bay Packer wide receiver that is making headlines, and that is one Devontae Adams. So Devontae Adams, as you know, the big, you know, he was franchised by Green Bay, and then he was traded for a couple of picks out to the the Raiders, and then signed a five-year, $141 million contract upon his arrival with the Raiders. He finally met with the media yesterday, you know, who was asked a few more questions. I think he met with the media briefly before this, but this was the first time he stood up in front of everybody to talk about leaving Green Bay and coming to Vegas and, and all of these things. And there's one quote I'm going to read to you. But I'd want you to hear from, from Devontae because there's a lot of people criticizing the Green Bay Packers for the way Devontae Adams exited Titletown, USA and went out to Vegas to play with a lesser quarterback in a lesser organization than Green Bay. But he went to go to the Raiders. And no one can, for whatever reason, no one can accept that Devontae just didn't want to play in Green Bay anymore. They offered him more money. Well, if he didn't take the, the amount of money Green Bay was offering, there must be some bad blood between he and the and upper management. Or there must be some bad blood between Devontae and Aaron Rodgers. It can just be as simple as he wanted out of Green Bay. He was sick of playing in the cold. He was sick of living half his year, uh, half of his year in Green Bay, Wisconsin, when he wants to be a warm-weather dude in California or in Las Vegas, this case. That, that's, that's okay. Like, people leave jobs all the time. Kira, you probably quit a job a time or two in your life. You just don't want to work there anymore. You you need you want to go here. His college buddy quarterback and Derek Carr. Like we all we people just can't understand that because for what money always talks. And Green Bay was offering the most money, and they have the four-time MVP and reigning two-time MVP quarterback, and they got a team that was on the cusp of of a Super Bowl a couple of years in a row. He just wanted to go home. He wanted warmer weather. He wanted to be near his family. And that's okay. And here's Devontae Adams meeting with the media yesterday talking about why he decided to leave Green Bay. Where I'm in my career, you know, and this isn't a shot at anybody, any other quarterbacks are in Green Bay. You know, I love Jordan Love, especially he's a, he's a great guy, but I got, I got aspirations of doing really, really big things and, and being remembered. And I just, you know, it just wasn't really a point in my career that I was willing to, to sacrifice, um, you know, Aaron not being there, you know, after a year or two. All right. Um, I don't love this answer um, at the point. And I, I respect Devontae for making the choice that he wanted. But if you are a football player, if you are a wide receiver, especially, and you want to do, quote, really, really big things and be remembered. 
why would you leave playing with perhaps, in my opinion, the greatest thrower of the football of all time, one of only a couple of guys to win four MVPs, to go play for the fourth-best quarterback in the AFC West. That, to me, doesn't sit well. I don't love that answer. Again, Devontae is free to speak on who he wants. I'm not here to tell another man, especially that man, what he has to think. But he also said, in my career, he wants to do really, really big things, and he's not sure if Aaron's going to be there in the you know the next year or two, which is fair because if you know if you're a wide receiver and you're like I'm going to go sign a five year deal with Aaron or with the, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers is going to be gone. I don't know what Jordan Love is. Jordan Love is not as good as Aaron Rodgers, and Jordan Love probably at this point not as good as Derek Carr. I mean, I can obviously say Jordan Love is not as good as Derek Carr at this point. We just don't know how good Jordan Love is going to be, but. Devontae Adams is 29 years old, all right? Wide receivers don't get better after 29. They always go this way, down. They go, fear. They lose a step. They're more injury prone. So props to him for get. I mean, he was going to get paid either way. But if you say, if you, let's say Devontae Adams has two more years left of being the best wide receiver in the National Football League or in the conversation for being the best wide receiver in the National Football League. Pick whoever you want. Cooper Cup, if Jamar Chase is on your list, I don't care. But Devontae's in that conversation. There's no doubt, all right? If you have two of your prime years left and you want to try to win a Super Bowl, why are you leaving that organization to go to that organization who's got a new head coach, all the turmoil, so all the turnover that the Raiders have had in the last year for reasons X, Y, and Z? Guys are gone because, what I mean, Henry Ruggs killed somebody driving. Uh, there was the safety who got booted for his legal issues. You know, John Gruden. I mean, it's, a, it's the Raiders. But again, I, I respect the man for making his decision, but that comment, he wants to do big things. Well, you're, it's going to be harder for you to do big things with the Raiders than it is for you to do big things with the Packers. I want to be remembered. Well, it's going to be harder for you to be remembered in Vegas than it is in Green Bay. I can guarantee you that. You know, he was asked about, you know, what it was like to make the decision to not leave Green Bay, but to come to Las Vegas. My decision was to be here, and and he respected that. He understood that, you know, it has a lot to do with where I want to raise my, my kids. My grandparents never seen me play in eight years, so to be able to have my family closer and, you know, the, the suites are a lot more expensive here, but now I can have all the pack the suite out with the family and uh, kind of do that whole thing. So we, we've had a lot of great talks. He was in the, the match. I'm sure you all know about that and wanted me to um, go play a practice round with him in the morning, and I definitely would have gone and done that, but we had practice here, so he uh, he didn't have to be out there just yet. So we, um, but yeah, we've had a lot of good talks man he he understands where, I, where i'm coming from i understood where he was coming from so we kind of just left it at that i'm cool with rogers and Devonte parting on good terms i'm cool with the packers and Devonte parting on good terms i am fine with hearing Devonte adams say kids grandparents haven't seen me play in eight years like all of that is is 100 acceptable and not why is there bad blood between Devonte adams and the packers no all those answers that he has given cool Totally fine with that. I'm going to read you the quote that has got everybody talking in the world of sports, all right? Because I can't find the audio for it. I searched for a half hour. This is the one bit of audio I couldn't find. 
So Devontae, of course, is now playing for the Raiders with Derek Carr, as opposed to playing for the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. And he was asked about the difference between Carr and Rodgers. And here is his answer. This is Devontae Adams verbatim. As far as talent and ability, it's really similar. Okay. You're telling me Derek Carr has the same talent and ability as Aaron Rodgers? Okay. If I'm keeping it real, they throw the ball a lot different. Derek's going to fire it in there, and you know, I'm sorry, and you're going to know that thing's coming quick. Aaron's got the ability to tighten that core up and flick the ball to you. So the release is a lot different. But being able to get the ball to you late, if they see you coming out of a break, not many quarterbacks can get it to you before you get to the sideline. If you're outside the numbers already, having two guys like that with really strong arms and understand the game, the mental part of it is another similarity that they have. They both obsess over it and they know everything that's going on out there. I'm just going to go back to the very beginning of this quote. That's the whole thing from from Devontae when he was asked about comparing Rodgers, the four-time MVP, to Derek Carr, who I don't believe has ever won a playoff game. I, I, I don't... I mean, better organization, sure. I don't disagree with that. The Packers have a lot more in the tank. The, the cupboard is a lot more stocked and has been since Aaron Rodgers has been there. But that, and I, that is a bunch of garbage. As far as the talent and ability, it's really similar. Aaron Rodgers is an elite quarterback in the history of the game. His talent and ability supersede almost every human to walk the planet. Derek Carr's the fourth best quarterback in his division. And there are only four quarterbacks in his division. He's not better than Patrick Mahomes. He's not better than Russell Wilson. He's not better than Justin Herbert. Derek Carr is the eighth best quarterback in the AFC. So don't tell me that the talent of Aaron Rodgers and the talent of Derek Carr and the ability of Aaron Rodgers and the ability of Derek Carr are the same or are really similar because it's a lie. Now, for Devont- on Devontae's side, what else is he going to say? What What's he going to say? First off, this is his college quarterback he gets to play with again, and that's the storyline we keep hearing from Devontae is he gets to go back and play with his college quarterback. Like, that's, that's all well and good. I'm fine with that. And you're not going to throw your boy under the bus. You're not going to throw your guy and be like, well, you know, I'm I'm happy to be here with, with Carr. Aaron was so much better. <laughs> he's not going to say that. So he's saying the right things. But you know, I know, Devontae knows, hell, Derek Carr knows that they're not even on the same planet when it comes to talent and ability. Ain't nobody talking about Derek Carr for the Hall of Fame right now. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. The only way Derek Carr's getting into the Hall of Fame is if he goes to Canton as a fan. That's it. But again, Devontae's not throwing his boy under the bus. Ask uh, who's the head, new head coach there. Uh, he was with the I, I can't the Wonder Kid that used to be in Denver. Uh, 
I'll think of his name. Somebody will message it to me on the Facebook page. McDaniels, Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels knows which who the much much more superior quarterback is. Everybody does. But again, Devontae's not going to dog his boy. What does Aaron say about uh, Devontae Adams leaving Green Bay and going to play for the Raiders? Plus, Derek Carr spoke about getting his buddy back on the roster. You'll hear it next. Like ESPN Des Moines on Facebook and watch Wicket's World live in real time. This is 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. What's up? My name is Mike Wicket. This is Wicket's World. You can follow us on Twitter at ESPN DSM. I'm at Mike Wicket to tease in Wicket's. And uh, don't forget, we are live on Facebook. Hello, if you're watching us on Facebook, to Jason and Andrew and Eddie. What up, Eddie? Thank you for checking us out. Wrapping up the conversation about the most ridiculous line in all of uh, sports media that happened yesterday, and that is Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams, which, by the way, still, as a Packers fan, that sounds horrible. <laughs> it just doesn't sound right. Talking about the talent between Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr being similar. As for talent and ability, it's really similar if I'm keeping it real. No, you're protecting your boy is what you're doing. You're protecting Derek Carr. Uh, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, uh, he was not, and, and you missed the outrage that the media had last week when Aaron Rodgers didn't show up to OTAs, to organized team activities, to shorts and helmets days. I want you to know i listened to you talk about well thank that. you kira i tuned in thank you on my vacation i mm. technically engaged in work activities by listening to the show wow, you must have been really bored <laughs> you, you must have been real bored <laughs> had nothing else to do so i last week i could i the fact that so many people were upset about aaron Rodgers not showing up to otas Blew my mind. The guy doesn't show up to OTAs. A lot of guys don't show up to OTAs. It's fine. He's there for minicamp. He's there for the minicamp this week. And he was asked about, uh, you know, Devontae Adams leaving and going to Vegas. I love Devontae, so, you know, I was, I was obviously disappointed, but not going to stand in his way to pursue the next step in his career. Not going to change our friendship and talk to him. I was trying to actually connect with him in Vegas when I was out there. But, yeah, I love Devontae, and I wish him I, like, truly wish him well. You know, sometimes you say you wish people well, and you're like, ah. I truly wish Devontae well. I love him uh, like a brother, and I appreciate everything that we accomplished together. Uh, disappointed we couldn't finish together, but I zero, absolutely zero animosity. Nothing to love for him. You ever have that person quit wherever you're working, and you didn't really like them? And you're like, ah, I wish him well. Good luck, buddy. You're like, let's go out and get that last that beer when you're leaving or that dinner. And you really don't like them? And you're kind of happy they're gone because they suck. And they suck the life out of the room and they bring your productivity all the way to the ground. Yeah, I've done that before. I think people did that when I left. <laughs> when I've left radio stations before. <laughs> oh, wicked, huh? It's going to be tough to replace you, buddy. Yes, he's gone. Thank God. <laughs> but Aaron saying, truly wish. And I do believe that. I mean, they they were very good friends. Rodgers, and, and not as good of friends as, as Derek Carr and Devontae Adams because of their time in college. And actually, uh, you know, Devontae has spent a lot of off-seasons the last several years 
working with Derek Carr. I mean, it's his buddy. But the relationship the relationship between Rodgers and Devontae goes further than just the professional on the field. I throw, you catch, you score, we celebrate. So I, I do believe that Aaron truly does wish him well. I also believe that Aaron truly does miss Devontae Adams right now. You know, everybody, including me, has a lot of pressure on this kid they drafted in Christian Watson, who I just saw the experts have him as the fifth best chance to win NFL Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year. It's kind of hard when Aaron Rodgers doesn't think of you as a top three wide receiver on your team. He was asked earlier this week, who are the top three receivers? And I think he mentioned Randall Cobb, (laughs) Alan Lazard, and I think he mentioned Sammy Watkins, the guy who's in for the very first time. No mention of Christian Watson, who will be the next jersey that I purchase. But I've already said he's going to win Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Mark it down. It's going to be tough, though, if Aaron's not throwing the ball. It's going to be very difficult. Uh, Wrapping this up, you know, the guy that is getting his best friend, his buddy back into his, his offensive scheme and on his team, and that's Raiders quarterback Derek Carr. And I mock the difference between Rodgers and Carr. Carr's a fine quarterback, all right? He'll win you some games. He can throw the football. I have his stats from last year. He threw for 4,800 yards, completed 428 passes. They went to the playoffs. He's already the Raiders' all-time leader in yards, completions, passing touchdowns. But nobody thinks of him as a great, great quarterback. But he's probably pretty happy now that he gets his buddy, Devontae Adams, back with him. It's been really fun for us. A lot of inside jokes from college and things like that. You know, just came back just like this, just being on the practice field. And and we're learning each other again as well. We're both in a new system. You know, it's not really a system that we've been in before. So we're both learning and growing through that. Like, oh, hey, I'm going to do it like this next time. Or hey, And so we've had some fun plays and we've had some where I'm like, hey, if you do that and we kind of talk through it and the relationship part is the easiest part. What we're both saying to each other, we both understand each other and we're getting better. That part's exciting. Uh, But again, him and I, we we have a long way to go just like everybody else, you know, we're learning. We're trying to get better um, and hopefully put a good product out there when it's time to take the field. But it's just been fun to have my friend back. Hunter Renfro, by the way, signed a what was a three-year deal with the Raiders today. I saw the big money came down for Hunter Renfro, the other wide receiver. The guy who had a really big year last year and no one ever takes seriously. That's a not, I'm not going to lie. It is a nice offense on paper to have the big tight end and Darren Waller the two wide receivers studs in in Renfro and Devontae, and then Derek Carr. Like, if they get good offensive line play and they get any semblance of a healthy Josh Jacobs running the ball or whoever's going to be carrying the ball in the backfield, that's a really good offense. I don't know what Josh McDaniels does in his second run as a head coach in the National Football League. You can say he failed in Denver, but he also selected – he was also leading a team – who was quarterbacked by Tim Tebow. But I believe he had a say in the selection of Tim Tebow. I I, I feel like that offense, if they can get humming, they're going to score some points. I mean, they have a top three tight end in Waller, a top three wide receiver, maybe a top five wide receiver combo. I mean, Renfro's good. I think he's just an underrated guy. He's a 90-catch guy or whatever he had last year. Um, So... If you're the Raiders, you're excited. If you're Carr, you're excited. And if you're Devontae, you're excited. And if you're the Green Bay Packers, what are you going to do? I mean, I I know a lot of fans of, of the Packers who are 
kind of excited the fact that Aaron's going to come up to the line and everybody isn't going to be shading towards Devontae or keeping an eye on Devontae because that's where Aaron Rodgers always wanted to go with the football. So it's probably, you know, it'll be a refreshing change for the Packers offense, getting some studs. It'll be a very, very refreshing change for the Raiders offense. And that Raider team, I'll tell you what, man, like I said, they that doesn't look like a bad team on paper by any stretch. The problem is if the Raiders win nine games this year or even 10 games this year, A, a lot of people will be surprised because of that division they play in. And B, they probably won't make the playoffs. Because you figure, assuming health and there will be injuries, you know, Buffalo's going to probably win the, the East. I, who knows who wins the North? Maybe Baltimore if Lamar Jackson stays healthy. Um, Cincinnati, who just won, went to the Super Bowl as a wild card team. Maybe they win the North. Maybe Burrow and Chase and all those weapons take the next step. Who knows? I mean, I have no clue what to make of the Deshaun Watson situation in, in Cleveland. It's sounding more and more every day like Deshaun Watson's not going to be playing a full 17 games this year. He may not play seven games this year. He might miss the entire season. The NFL is yet to drop the hammer there. But if he does play, it's hard not to see, or it's hard to see, you know, fewer than two teams coming out of the North in the AFC. I guess the South goes to Tennessee because they have Derrick Henry. I mean, I don't know who Tannehill is going to be throwing the football to that's going to score like A.J. Brown. But then you have the West. And the West is ridiculous. I mean, right now, as impressive as the Raiders are on paper, they're probably the fourth best team in the West. They just gave a 29-year-old receiver a five-year deal with $141 million to likely battle for third. You take the Chiefs, even with Tyreek Hill, right? Maybe. You take the Broncos, because they have all those wide receiver weapons. They have a good run, a real good running game, a real good defense. Boop! You drop Russell Wilson in there. And the Chargers, you can't ever bank on the Chargers. You just can't. But everything about the Chargers says they should be a contender. Every, the, the quarterback, the wide receivers, Eckler in the backfield. They got Bosa on defense. That defense is, is incredible. <coughs> but they just can never put it together. They just can't do it. So I don't know. We'll find out what the Raiders are going to wind up in that division when the NFL season kicks off in like 99 days. 99 days, I think. I think we're less than, I mean, it's June 10th. Come next week, we'll be halfway done with June. I don't know how in the hell that happened. Nope. No clue. Mm-hmm. All right, still to come. Kira, we may have a popcorn shortage to talk about in this country. We got shortages and we got supply chain issues. And a lot of it, I'm just like, ah, it just sucks. But but now you start messing with my popcorn at the movie theater? Damn it, we got to talk about it. Also, the Live Golf Tour has been fascinating for me to watch. I mean, I haven't watched a single stroke, but the the controversy surround it has been fascinating. You're going to hear from some people on all sides of the Live Golf decisions that they are making. And did you know the rules? Do you know the rules of the Live Golf Tour? I didn't. I'll tell them to you next. You're listening to Wicket's World on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. 
1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. This is Wicket's World. My name is Mike Wicket. What's up? Happy Friday coming up tonight. Cubs baseball, Cubs and Yankees in the Bronx. We'll have it for you. I think it's at six, Kira. Eh, we have a schedule around here. It's tonight. It's probably six, which means our coverage starts around 530. Mm-hmm. Sure. Zach Zabin on the play-by-play. Check that. Zach Zabin on the pregame. Pat and Ron will have the play-by-play for you here on ESPN Des Moines. And then all weekend, weather permitting in New York. So I have been fascinated. Now, I've let me start this over. I am not the biggest golf fan on the planet. All right. I like the majors. All right. I grew up in the Tiger era. I was 16 in 1997 when Tiger blew up the Masters. All right. But I enjoy, I, and I like playing. I suck at it. I have no aspiration. I have no want to get better. To me, a round of golf is a reason to drink outside and have a cigar or two and a White Claw or three or five. But I enjoy, I enjoy playing with my buddies. My wife tells me I'm going to be on a golf course sometime next Sunday for Father's Day. But I got to tell you, the Live Golf versus PGA story has captivated me so much this week. And one thing I did not realize is that the Live Golf Tour has different rules. So far, what do we have? 17 PGA players who are now gone from the PGA and have bounced to the Live Golf Tour, which, by the way, yes, is backed by the Saudi Arabian government. So there are a lot of people who are livid live in with these players jumping ship to go to a league that is backed by a country with such terrible, horrible human rights uh, history. And they should be. But they're golfers. And the Saudis are trying to, in theory, rebrand themselves or long-term fix their image or make money. Because it always just comes back to money. Now, I am not here to judge on human rights and the, 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 the atrocities that that country has committed. I will say this, and I will talk more about golf. The United States ain't perfect. We got a lot of nasty history in our own. We don't want to talk about it. We want to selectively be outraged with treating people like crap because we've got some bad stuff. We, we influence a lot of elections. We change history. We just don't like to talk about it because we're America, but it's the truth. All right. And if you're an NBA fan, do you love the NBA despite the Chinese influence and what goes on with where your shoes are made and all your apparels made? But you don't mind that because you love watching Steph Curry and LeBron James and Giannis. I I watch golf for golf, all right? I watch basketball for basketball. I listen to music for music. I can separate it. A lot of people can't, and that is okay. That is your prerogative. I cannot do it. So when these golfers are jumping over to the Live Tour, getting back to sports because that's what you're here for. You're not here to listen to me lecture. But the golfers that are leaving, Guys like Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, 
Some guy named Kevin Na, who you've never heard of. Potentially Ricky Fowler. Bryson DeChambeau is making the jump. Patrick Reed, who won the Masters four years ago, making the jump. I'm okay with them making the jump. I just want them to stop lying to us about why they're making the jump. Don't tell me you're all about freedom. Don't tell me you're all about expanding the game of golf. You're about money. Straight up money. Uh, for for those of us who are living under a rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you explain in a minute or less what is what is happening between Live and PGA? The PGA Tour is like, hey, you cannot go play in this league because you're ours. If you leave this league, I'm sorry, if you leave the PGA, you're done, which could mean they can't play in the PGA, the British, the U.S. Open, the Masters, the Majors. What does this mean for their Ryder Cup status? Pretty much cuts you off. So if you leave, you're going over there, and you're not allowed back as of right now. Now, maybe this changes. Maybe we get the officials at the same tables. Phil Mickelson was the biggest name. But Phil hasn't been terribly relevant in golf for a few years because he's getting up there in age. Dustin Johnson, he was the longest top-ranked golfer in the world after Tiger. Was no longer the top-ranked golfer in the world. Won a couple of majors. Hits the ball a long, long way. His wife is Wayne Gretzky's hot daughter. It's a true story. All right. (laughs) Also is a big fan of cocaine or was a big fan of cocaine. Allegedly. (laughs) So these players are leaving, but they're leaving for massive paydays. The Saudis have deep pockets. We know that. The Saudi government has incredible, like some of the deepest pockets in the world. Here's the stat for you. Dustin Johnson got paid $125 million to leave the PGA Tour and go to the Live Golf Tour. Tiger Woods has made $120 million in his golf career golfing. Dustin Johnson just got paid more to jump ship than Tiger has made on the course in his entire Hall of Fame GOAT career. Oh, That's a lot of money. Uh-huh. Phil Mickelson got paid <laughs> a ton of money. Bryson DeChambeau got paid a ton of money. And these first 17, I believe, are just going to be the first of many. I'm not saying the PGA is going to collapse. I'm saying the PGA needs to rethink what they're doing. Absolutely needs to rethink what they are doing because more and more guys are getting upset. And if you are looking at the, and I'm going to go over some of the rules because I didn't know some of these rules about live golf. I, I didn't know some of the differences between the two leagues. Like for example, total rounds live golf. They play three rounds. PGA Tour, they play four. Uh, The PGA Tour, of course, has about 100 and some odd golfers every time they start, and they cut about half of them out after two rounds. There is no cut on the Live Golf Tour. You play until you want to quit, or you play until you finish the round. You want to withdraw? You can. But you get to play at the end. Um, Start times. This is a huge difference between the Live Golf Tour and PGA. So when I play in a golf outing, a charity outing, we do shotgun starts, meaning you're assigned, all right, Wicket, you go over to hole two. All right, Johnson, you go over to holes four. Kira, you're going to start on hole 13, and we all start at the same time. 
they're doing that. They're doing shotgun starts for the Live Golf Tour, meaning shorter amount of time because we have very short attention spans in this world these days. Shorter amount of time you have to focus on the Live Golf Tour. I mean, also, the field is about half the size. There's 48 golfers, I think, currently on the on the Live Golf Tour. But they have staggered tee times to avoid overlap, but they do shotgun starts. I love that, as opposed to the staggered tee times on the PGA. Because, you know, you always watch. You know, everybody tees off from one. What time's your tee time? 2.08, 2.12, 2.15, whatever. So the shotgun start's going to uh, reduce the amount of time that the the uh, the rounds are going to last, which I kind of dig. I'm as as someone who doesn't love watching four rounds of the Phoenix Open. If you're going to play in London, you might get my attention if it's everybody's playing at the same time because now you can bounce. Here's Dustin Johnson. Here's Phil Mickelson. Here's Kevin Na. Here's Bryson DeChambeau. All playing at the same time. All playing at the exact same time. Is there? It's not, but it's not like a race, right? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. I was like, is there a bonus for getting through all the holes faster? <laughs> no, gosh, no, no. <laughs> so then this is what really, I don't know if I totally understand this, but I'm going to read it and live. So normally in golf, you play at your threesome or whatever, and you just, your score is all that matters, right? In live golf, there are 12 captains who will draft three teammates each week. Over the course of the three-day tournament, the two best stroke play scores from the first two rounds count toward the team totals. In the final round, the best three scores from the team are counted to determine the winning team. I don't necessarily think that com- I, my brain doesn't totally comprehend that. There's a draft. It's snake each week, like your fantasy football league. There's teams with colors and logos, and names. Team format takes place. It's an eight-week season. The eighth week will consist of a team championship. It's a seated four-day, four-round match play knockout event. I'll tweet all this so you can you can see it. But getting back to why these guys are actually jumping. Money. Golfers who don't make the cut in PGA Tour events get paid zero. So if you're one of the bottom 50 after the first two days, you don't get paid. And for a lot of golfers, that sucks. You know, Tiger, doesn't matter. Doesn't make the cut, dude's worth a billion dollars. You know, Rory McIlroy doesn't make the cut. Eh, so what? Rory's worth $200 million. Oh, but if you're that, oh, who was that guy that you talked about and he needed, like, gloves and a club? Oh, yeah, the dude that showed up on the day of the Corn Ferry Tour down in Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't make the cut. suck he, for him. But it's like those <laughs> kinds of guys. Now, they're still making decent money, not compared to Tiger Woods or whatever, but those guys that pay their own way and they have rental cars, they're not getting picked up in limos that aren't on private jets, the people that are out there grinding on the tour to try to make their $100,000 or whatever, they don't get paid anything. The Live Golf Tour, everybody gets money. The golfer who wins the individual tournament in London this week, $4 million. bucks. The guy who finishes last, who finishes 48th, gets $120,000. Again, the Saudis are just saying, we are going to blitz you with money. This is what we're doing. We're going to pay you to come to our... So maybe 10 years from now, the Live Golf Tour will have some more big names, and I believe they will, because it's all about dollars. You know, then the winning team and the whole team format splits $3 bucks around four golfers. A million and a half goes to the second-place team. So it's all about the money. Truly 100% about the money. That's all this is about. It's not about expanding the game of golf. It's not about 
golfing freedom. Let's hear from some people who are actually involved in the world of golf, like Phil Mickelson. It's been a while since I played, so I don't know. Uh, it seemed awfully fun. The people were terrific, and uh, it was fun to hit some good shots and get in con- a competitive frame of mind again. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Michael Collins from ESPN has kind of been talking about what I was mentioning, is those those mid-tier, lower-tier guys who don't get anything for missing the cut. They're the ones that the PGA Tour needs to listen to. But one of the golfers I talked to yesterday out here on the Corn Ferry Tour, he's had plenty of time on the PGA Tour, and he's out here on the Corn Ferry Tour as well. And he said, this isn't a new problem, that the middle-tier dudes on the PGA Tour have been feeling like the tour hasn't been listening to them. That they've been airing their concerns with the PGA Tour for years and years and years. And everything that they've been talking to the tour about has been falling on deaf ears. So they're just the, the PGA Tour rakes in all this money. And you have the middle and lower tier guys who are getting nothing. Now they have their endorsements, or maybe if they finish a cut, they make 40 grand, which is a wonderful payday for people like you and me who, you know, don't make 40 grand in a day. But then there's guys like Ricky Fowler. You watch, you watch a golf event, especially a major, you see Ricky Fowler, and he's all over TV, does the endorsements. Everybody likes Ricky Fowler. Everybody in the clubhouse likes Ricky Fowler. And Ricky Fowler maybe jump into the There's talk that Ricky Fowler is the next guy. You know, Bryson DeChambeau just went. Patrick Reed just went. Uh, they'll be both golfing in the Live Tour next week. But Michael Collins from ESPN says, look, we cannot. The PGA does not want to lose Ricky Fowler. The fact that the dude that was the post, one of the poster childs for the PGA Tour, the dude that was like everything that the tour was hoping they could get out of marketing and companies and like all of that, the the perfect guy for the PGA Tour for the posters and whatnot. If he dips out, which he's yeah. reportedly going to do. Uh-oh. When that dude dips out, now what? It's just the next domino to fall. I'm telling you right now, the, the, the attraction of money for young guys and some of these older dudes, but young guys, it's going to be too much. Well, if you're a young guy coming out of college, you play golf at Iowa State, right? Golf scholarship, and you're a good player. You know, you can go out there and routinely shoot a 74. Maybe you, you're, you're playing between the Corn Ferry Tour and the PGA Tour, you're trying to figure out your play. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, the Live Tour just sent me an invite, and I'm guaranteed 120 a week for eight weeks? Like, I'm not going to take that? One more before we get – I'm sorry, two more here real quick. Uh, Sports Illustrated's Bob Herrig says, there, there's one thing that the Live Tour wants to have happen. When I mention those young guys, that's who the Live Tour wants to win – to see win the events, especially this first one in London. And while they don't have like a full field of name, top name golfers, they do have some name golfers and it's better and probably a little bit more than I think we thought, you know, for a long time, this, this looked like it was going to be a joke. I mean, they couldn't get off the ground. They had guys dumping on them with, you know, saying bad things. The, the, the tour kind of pushed back and the players retreated and, they had to sort of pivot off their original plan to have a league this year, and they just decided to put up eight tournaments. And here we are, and, you know, somebody's going to win $4 million on Saturday, and it might be a guy that we've never heard of, and I bet you they would love that because that's exactly what they are 
trying to do, which is get the players' attention by how much money they can make playing playing golf in this way. Also, one more here, Graham McDowell, uh, who has made the jump from the, uh, the, the PGA over to the Live Tour. He says, dude, we hit the golf ball. We don't make policy. I love using the game of golf as as, a, as something to kind of help grow around the world. That's pretty much what we've done for the last 20 years. Be role models to kids. Try and uh, use this game, like I say, as a as a force of good, really. So, you know, we're not politicians. I know you guys hate that expression, but you know, we're really not, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, we're professional golfers. If Saudi Arabia want to use the game of golf as, as, a, as a way for them to get to where they want to be and they have the resources to accelerate that, experience you know i think we're proud to help them on that journey i will say it is probably not smart to say we are just trying to be role models for kids when you just got in bed with the saudis i don't i'm just i i don't think that's the best thing for graham mcdowell to say uh but he did it anyway one more analogy for you for my entire life and your entire life kira movies came out and they went on the big screen that's where movies went you want to see the new tom cruise movie you want to see the new uh, uh, you know, Brad Pitt movie, you want to see the new one. Where'd they go? The theater. When we hit, when COVID hit and stuff started streaming and movies were like, mm, right to Disney Plus, mm, right to Netflix. All of a sudden, the movie game changed. Old Hollywood or the PGA Tour doesn't like the straight to streaming stuff or the streaming only stuff. Old Hollywood doesn't like Netflix having really good programming that people are going to stay home and watch or Disney Plus. That's the analogy that I love right now. The the live tour is Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, and Old Hollywood. Big screen only. The silver screen, that's the PGA Tour. It is the perfect analogy because it's Old Hollywood and, like, rich hipsters. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you've got people who are like, well, we could... You know, I can't get I can't get Warner Brothers to put me in a big three movie blockbuster, but Hulu will put me in a series. You know, I I don't know the woman's name who plays the lead in The Handmaid's Tale. She's Shoot. Elizabeth. Uh, uh, I don't I, know either. I don't know if she did anything. She was before. great in Mad Men. She okay, <laughs> but like some of these people who are like becoming stars on Netflix and Hulu. If they couldn't get, if they were just one tick below what a director wanted for a big blockbuster in Hollywood, but they're good enough to get an eight series or an eight episode series on Netflix, take the money. Because guess what? Now you do that and we'll see what the next thing is in your life. That's it's a perfect analogy. And I don't know who I can give credit to, but I think it's great. The Live Tour is Netflix, Hulu, Paramount Plus, all the original programming. And the PGA Tour is old Hollywood. Up next the soon-to-be award-winning Hockey Minute from our producer, Kira. Plus, if I have time, we got to talk about a real shortage in this country. That's next. Wicket needs a timeout. He'll be back soon. You're listening to 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. It's 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Wicket's World. My name is Mike Wicket's. Somebody uh, already has a comment about the Hockey Minute for you. Chris writes on the ESPN Des Moines Facebook page, hockey is a slippery topic. (laughs) And with that, our producer, Kira, (laughs) 
has the hockey minute. Let's go. We're down to the final three here. I know. Uh, Where's your theme music? Uh, sorry. I not today. It? Not oh. today, Wicket. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got COVID brain. <laughs> she's recovering. Don't worry. She's Don't on worry the. About she's it. on the mend. All right. Yes, we are down to our final three. Yep. Uh, the Blues arch nemeses, the Colorado <laughs> Avalanche. It has to start with St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. All right. Blues fan in yeah, the house. You're right. Yep. Uh, they absolutely dominated against the Oilers. They did. Uh, I was looking back at the series scores. There were a couple close games, but overall, they just swept the floor. With, there were with six the goals scored in that elimination game. In the fourth, I'm sorry, in the third period. Mm -hmm. And then the seventh goal came in overtime. That was crazy. Yeah. Craziness. Uh, And then your other uh, teams, we've got the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Rangers. They're still going strong. Uh, Tampa Bay, you said they came back from. Rangers were up 2-0 in this series. They won the first two at MSG, and then Tampa has now won the last three. Yeah. Including last night when they scored with a minute 50 to go. Uh, so it sounds like they've cracked the code, <laughs> well, but Tam- we'll see. <laughs> Tampa has the championship pedigree. They've won the last two Stanley Cups. They've won three Cups in, like, 17 years or something like that. Like, that, that's a good franchise. That's yeah. a really good franchise. Absolutely. And uh, Game 6 is tonight. Oh, we'll man. see if there's a Game 7. Is Game 6 tonight? They play back-to-back so. nights? I think so. That's I know, what I saw. Because the, the NBA, oh, man, because I was going to watch some Stanley Cup tomorrow at the NBA Finals tonight. Got the Warriors are down 2-1, and now i got to make it. I'm going to have to have two TVs. You're going to have to have a schedule. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch one on my phone or something like that. Uh, so I did a little soul searching. I did some meditation on it for like 30 seconds. <laughs> During the break. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this is going to go to the Avalanche. The Lanch are going to win the whole thing? I think so. I, I think Lanch and Lightning, or Lan- I mean, either team to come out of the East will be, it'll be entertaining. I think it'll be a... I honestly think it'll be a more entertaining series with the Rangers. Okay. But I think either way, it belongs to the Avalanche. They're just, they're really aggressive. They're loaded. Yeah. You can tell that they're super aggressive on the ice, but Mm. they also have some solid goalkeepers just from the numbers. So I think it'll, I think it'll be theirs. We'll we'll see. (sighs) Crazier things have happened. Stanley Cup finals start next week. Regardless, like the Lancers sitting back like, you guys keep beating the hell out of each other. We'll be over here in Denver. Whenever you Sipping guys want to Moscow start the- mules yeah. or whatever. Whenever you guys want to start these finals, we'll be ready for it. <laughs> We're just sitting over here. We just swept Edmonton right the hell out of the playoffs, crushing the, the hearts of every Canadian person out there. Um, so I got about, what, a minute and a half here? Is that right? You've got five minutes. Five minutes? You've got five whole minutes to talk about popcorn, Wicket. It's a I, hockey minute. It's not a hockey forever. <laughs> um, I love going to the movies. I don't get to go to the movies as much as I did before with kids. Um, and they're not of age to take to the theater yet. They are three, two, and two. And so I go, I, mostly it's for the Marvel movies. I'll be honest. Because I, you know, I can't leave. Leaving the wife at home with all three, it's tough right now. It's very difficult. Three kids is a lot, especially three toddlers. So when I get to go, it's for the Batman movie or uh, what was the last Marvel movie that came out? Whatever it Doctor was. Strange, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yes, exactly. And I'll be there for <laughs> Love and Thunder. Thor, for, uh, Thor 4. Thor Love and Thunder when it comes out. Black Adam? That looks really good. No, it doesn't. It doesn't? I thought no. it looked really good. Um, I'm not selling. 
<clears throat> I'm not selling the movie short and saying it's going to be bad, but when I watched the trailer yesterday or two days ago, my thoughts were this. One, I don't look at a character The Rock plays and see anything but The Rock. When a guy makes his, his I know him from his wrestling days. I know some younger people didn't watch him as a wrestler, but I he's a guy playing a character, and that character is always the one, the people's eyebrow, the people's elbow, you know, I could yell and scream and do his bit. But it's hard for me to watch a movie starring The Rock when I look at it and don't see The Rock. I don't and I don't know that much about Black Adam because I didn't read the series. DC sucks, or at least it sucked to me. I was a Marvel kid growing up, reading Spider-Man and Darkhawk and uh, the Avengers and all that stuff. So when I, I, I watched the, the, the trailer, I don't know anybody in the movie, any of the characters in the movie. I'm sure DC nerds know all about it. They know everybody that they saw. Two, I know that he's supposed to be an anti-hero, like a bad guy almost. Mm -hmm. And he comes across in the trailer as the good guy. He comes across as the hero in the trailer. And three, it's a DC movie that's not anything related to Batman. So it's probably <laughs> going to suck. The first Wonder Woman was tremendous. I think the second Wonder Woman was better than people gave it credit for. I think there was some artistic liberties that that Patty took the director of that film with the second one that didn't resonate with some people, especially the hardcore fans. But I, I, I think most DC movies suck, but it's only the first trailer. We'll see what, tra I bet the reviews they're getting is that second trailer has to turn up how dark Black Adam comes across mm. on the screen. I mean, I'll probably see it and I'll walk out <laughs> disappointed, but I found this story. Now I've not seen Top Gun Maverick yet. And then now Jurassic World Dominion is out, and I really want to see it. We could have a popcorn shortage <gasps> that is going to wreak havoc here during blockbuster season, okay? Summer blockbusters are out or are coming out. Farmers are apparently growing less corn in favor of more profitable crops. Apparently, you don't make a ton of money when you harvest corn. I don't know anything about farming, so I'm just going to go with the story I read from the Associated Press. Shortages in other areas are going to affect movie theater popcorn as well. Suppliers are have, having trouble getting the lining used inside popcorn bags. <laughs> this is where we're at right now. Everything from those bags to the oil used to pop the corn and the glue used for the boxes that hold the oil are all at risk of supply chain issues right now. And my question is, you're already spending $15 for seven cents worth of popcorn. Are they going to mark it up more? I mean, is, is popcorn going to be 19 bucks for a, for a tub that uh, if I popped it at home would be 25 cents? Is that, are they going to raise the price even more Probably. to deal with inflation and supply chain issues? Here's what I don't understand. <laughs> How, what? What? We live in Iowa. Yeah, we got we corn grew, all around we us. We got corn everywhere. We got corn, literally, corn here, and then to the left of us, Nebraska so how, has corn. How? I, it must be a specific <laughs> breed of corn. I, and, a strain, a grain. I don't. I don't, I don't have any idea. Oh, you wanted me to talk about the Angels all coming up to bat to Nickelback songs two days ago because they lost twelve in a row, and it didn't matter. They still lost. Every batter came up to a Nickelback song. So weird. All right. That's it. We'll do it again next Friday. My name is Mike Wickett. Thanks to Kira for keeping us on the air. 
Have a great weekend. <laughs>